0: out the facts, son. Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys on The Faction, where we discuss the latest and greatest and the beautiful sport of professional wrestling. And I am not by myself. No, 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 no. I have the valedictorian and the father of Jackson and Jordan. I have GB. What's up, What's up, good brother? How are you, man? Man, I am good, brother. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm not operating on much sleep these days, but I am doing well. I feel great. I feel great.
0: You physically look weary, but your wrestling spirit is ready to soar. Oh,
1: it is absolutely. It's always ready to soar. And I know that most people don't get it, but I think I had a couple of breakthrough moments this week. Um, one of which was my daughter actually sat down and watched SmackDown
0: with me last night. Did you bring her, did you do an altar call at the and did, did you, yeah, I see that. What did you do?
1: Well, here's the cool thing. So, you know, I've been, I've been having stuff on for her to watch, whether it was Raw or SmackDown or whatever. Uh-huh. And she will watch. And then she started asking me some questions. That made me go, she remembers. So she asked, like, is Kane still wrestling? I was like, okay, that's a good one. Out of the blue, she was like, hey, Dad, where's Sheamus? I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good. You know, something happened last night on SmackDown, and it toward the end, and we'll talk about it more in depth later, but she was just like, they could have got some real-looking EMTs. I was like, okay, well, we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere, so... I'm feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right with her.
0: There, 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 now, here's the thing. Now, I know Brother Jackson is, you know, he's not even WrestleMania old. Nope. And so my question is, has Brother Jackson yet? Even turned his head to the wrestling TV
1: Absolutely The funny part is they took pictures of us last night As I was holding Jackson And Jackson and I were both intently watching Smackdown And what I didn't know was Yanni was on one side in the kitchen Jordan was on the other side in the uh, on the couch And they both were taking pictures of us And
0: neither of us knew Because we were intently watching wrestling Of you raising him right Raising this- him right and getting him involved in wrestling early Early,
1: early That's
0: what I'm talking about
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling a sense of accomplishment Because between that And then we took him to his first concert Monday night And uh, we were a little nervous Because we needed to get headphones And we couldn't So he ended up sitting uh, Or standing basically <laughs> outside in the vestibule As they say Because um, uh-huh. it was really loud in there But what was yeah. intriguing was you know, I asked Yanni, I was like, How did he do? She was like, He was mesmerized. He loves yeah. music. He has always loved music. And so he literally and this was almost his bedtime, but for thirty solid minutes he was completely in. And he was uh, in. Yeah, and then he went to sleep. So I'm like, okay. I'm it it always sucks
0: me when babies go to sleep in the middle of concerts. Yeah. It's like all type of chaos in Who Shot John.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing for babies is they have their bedtime, and so they kind of, their body is used to a certain schedule. But he's also awake and alert, and yeah, so it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome.
0: Well, man, on my end, this has been a really incredible week. I'm going to tell you something. One of my favorite comedians, and, uh, you know, people probably will be shocked because they know what we do outside of the wrestling show. Yeah. He's got a Robert Powell Okay. Robert Powell, I believe he's based out of Atlanta on uh, Instagram. He's at Robert Powell three. Okay. And uh, the other day, Robert Powell was posting some uh, behind the scenes stuff of movies he's working on, but happened to post uh, some some pictures of himself with wrestling belts. Really? And, you know, I, he had the, uh, the, the winged eagle belt. And I said, okay, any novice person could have that. Uh-huh. Then he had the old IC belt, and I said, okay, oh. any guy who grew up a wrestling fan, but he had the big gold and the new tag team championship belts. Oh. And so I ended up messaging him, and uh, I asked him, I said, hey, you're a wrestling fan. I see you rocking the big gold and the winged eagle. Winged eagle. And he said, and I don't know if this is true because, you know, he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. He said, I used to be a big wrestling fan. Thought I would be one one day. Now, if you know Robert Powell, you know that Robert Powell may weigh eighty pounds. <laughs> if that, so so you figure Robert Powell versus Spike Dudley is a hardcore match. That is, that uh, is. but but he said that uh, it, it didn't work out for obvious reasons, which is typical <laughs> Robert Powell. So his family buys him, as he called them. Titles and championships I love it So I knew he was a wrestling fan When he said titles Yes And championships Yes Because back in the day You called it a title That's right That's right You know tons of great interviews uh, where, Where the word title is used And I will also say this Before we run over to break I had the opportunity to watch The Gino Hernandez special Aha yeah, Guys, Dark Side if you've not watched it, Dark Side of the Ring, yeah, Gino, and and this, this I'm gonna say something big. Mm-hmm. Gino had his moments where he was as good as Flair on that microphone. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. I, I it it I, listen. I remember Gino from World champ World Class Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when I was a kid, he was overshadowed by Chris Adams. Yeah, but. To be re-reminded of how mm-hmm. good he was in that ring, yeah. how he lived his his persona,
1: mm-hmm.
0: man, what a guy. Gone too soon, like Sam Cooke tapped out too early. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And uh, if you guys have not had a chance, uh, go to Viceland, whether you go on their app or their website, uh, and check out Dark Side of the Ring, an amazing series. And I hear a season two is coming so, uh, is that right? I do. I did. Hey, who's that producing
0: those? Who, who's the who's the narrator voice? I'm
1: trying to remember the. Well, actually, they've had different narrators. Each Their episode moments, has There are moments I feel like Stone Cold's
0: narrating.
1: Well, I know one of them, Mick Foley, was narrating, um, really? and I have to remember some of the others. But yeah, they've they've had some pretty significant people doing the narrating on there, and uh, I'll research to tell you who the producer is, but. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring is an amazing situation uh, coming from Viceland, so shout out to them. They also have a great series called The Wrestlers where they have gone and yes, they have yes. followed different wrestlers in different territories and the like. Yeah. And there's some really, they have a really good one with MVP uh, yeah. where they're following his career and several others, so definitely it's worth checking out Viceland, uh, a space that I did not know that I would be saying great wrestling stuff to. But they absolutely have been doing an amazing job. So listen, if you guys missed last week's episode, uh, you missed another really good one. We gave you an update, of course, in the G1 Climax 29 standings. Uh, All Elite had a big announcement. Strangely enough, they have another big announcement coming today, which we'll talk about. Uh, We got into the Raw reunion and we started asking, should wrestling fans watch multiple promotions or remain loyal to their promotion of choice? We talked about all that. Go back, check it out. It's episode 175 on our website. You'll also find it as the latest episode on our podcast series, which you can check out anywhere you get your podcast. So brand new episode today. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show.
0: Welcome to episode 176 of The faction right here on Bonafide Radio, we'll definitely kick things off talking about NXT Atlanta, the house show. That's right, the valedictorian was in the building and how did he make national headlines? We have a WWE Network update and we will definitely discuss Monday Night Raw, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, and SmackDown, Kofi versus AJ Styles. But before we do, hey, watch me shine by Bianca Belair, her theme song by CFO, You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. You know it's the Mac Militant coming to get it on. Uh, uh, Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, players. Holla, holla, holla.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm on my own against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Hear me roar And now I see that I'm way better than before And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all.
0: a faction without the facts, son. Hey, this is Courtney. Welcome back to the faction that was Watch Me Shine, Bianca Belair's theme song, CFO. GB, give us the news. All right, so there's a lot of
1: wrestling news to talk about, of course. We're going to kick it off with uh, NXT, as they had a big road trip this past weekend, and they stopped through the ATL. Atlanta Georgia at the historic center stage arena we were there if you were following us on social media you got to see uh, several of the things that happened there Uh, I'll give you a quick rundown of some of the card and then we'll talk about some interesting moments as well the card kicked off with the street profits successfully defending their NXT tag team championships against the forgotten sons Killian Dane made made an appearance as he defeated Mansoor Then uh, Rhea Ripley and Reyna Gonzalez were defeated by Bianca Belair and Karen Q. I'll talk more about that match in a bit. Cameron Grimes, formerly known as Trevor Lee, uh, took on Tyler Breeze and was defeated by Tyler Breeze. And I got to tell you, from an entertainment perspective, that may have been some of the most entertaining stuff of the whole night. It was really, really incredible. Uh, Yeah. Which. The match that could be argued as the match of the night was Damian Priest, who defeated Pete Dunne. What a crazy match that was. Um, Shayna Baszler, she tapped out Mia Yim. And in the main event, uh, it was the Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle defeating the Undisputed Era's team of Adam Cole, Bay, and Roderick Strong. Uh, so the big news coming out, though, Oddly enough, was news that we broke, which is kind of crazy. Uh, an, uh, an accident of sorts, an injury that happened to Karen Q while she was doing her comeback in that tag team match. She went for a pinfall of Rhea Ripley. Reina Gonzalez went to break up the pin. In so doing, uh, ended up ultimately breaking the leg of Karen Q. Karen Q uh, rolled out to the ring Had to be carried out Because they didn't have a stretcher They had literally four men who carried her out And uh, we would then find out later uh, With the With the x-rays that literally There was a break in her leg We're not sure how long she'll be out But she wasn't able to finish the tour The unfortunate part was the night before Was the opening of the, the road tour And for her it was her first night out With NXT on the road Her mom had a chance to see her perform she had a very emotional response to it. Uh, she had a great tag team, I thought, with Bianca Belair. And unfortunately, Karen Q uh, went down to injury. It was a crazy night. And uh, admittedly, I didn't know the kind of response we would get from this on social media. But it took on a life of its own.
0: It really did. I'm looking it up right now just so I can give give the details of it. Uh, cage side seats. Ringside News, Healed by Nature, Mandatory.com. All of these people carry the feed that you grabbed live that night. Also, e Fightful.com, LordsofPain.net. Wow. All of these are wrestling sites that we've all gone to to grab breaking news. But here we are with the valedictorian dropping knowledge and dropping news. I don't know if I mentioned e 411mania.com, wow. pwmania.com, uh, pwpicks.net, pro-wrestling.com. I can keep going. Jeez. PW Splash, Wrestling World News, Gallery of Social. All of these people carried the breaking news wow. of one Gerard Cleophus Bonner. Wow. Uh, listen, it, it's never easy to watch a performer get injured. No. No. uh it, it, it and to to watch her have to post it this is the end of me for the NXt road trip. Mm-hmm. uh we know she's gonna be okay. yeah, we know she'll be back. she's been wrestling she's not new to the wrestling business. Nope. she was there I believe in women of women of horror or women of honor she was with, uh, women she of was honor. part
1: of women of honor yeah she was also part the of the may young classic and um, right. yeah
0: yeah she's been a she's been really good. I've enjoyed her work. And so we we all know her. She'll be back. Mm-hmm. She'll rehab. They'll probably have her down in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, getting taken care of. And she'll be back. She'll be new. She'll have a vengeance.
1: Yeah, she will. And um, it's interesting because... Her teaming with Bianca Belair was a great team. Like They were like a true tag team. They had similar mannerisms. uh, They worked really well. And one of the things that I noticed, and it's funny because in watching this, I also noticed how things were handled. So they didn't stop the match. In fact, Bianca Belair uh, ended up tagging herself in and uh, ultimately finished the match and finished it fairly fast. So, uh, of course, you know, for, for wrestling fans uh, and those of you who are fans of the faction, if you ever want to know whether or not an injury is real or fake, first of all, you, and I hate whoa, using the term whoa, fake, whoa, if you whoa. ever want to know whether or not an injury is staged or if it's uh, an actual injury, if it's severe enough. well, here, here's how you'll know. First and foremost, you'll know if the referee gives the big cross. Right, the referee gives that big X. Something has been broken. The wrestler really can't continue. Um, yeah. And in this case, you know, it's funny because for me, whenever I see someone get injured, I'm always trying to see the point with which it happened. And the point with which it happened, the crazy part for me was that it, that I had actually captured it. So when yeah, I yeah, I, I thought so too. That was nuts to me. So when I went back to look. I was like, that's exactly where it happened. Because <laughs> I watched her roll out of the ring, and then she rolled to the floor, and she couldn't stand up under her own power. And so literally, they had four guys lift her up to take her out. And and that's how that, that happened for her. So our thoughts and prayers are with Karen Q. Also, an interesting note that, again, some of us pure wrestling lovers will appreciate. Jeremy Borash was there. And Jeremy Borash, who, of course, was for a long time the face and voice of TNA, um, of course, is a big part of NXT these days. But he was actually there uh, in, in a black hoodie and black shorts, literally filming stuff around the ring. It was really crazy to see. And it was even crazier that nobody was like, oh, my God, that's Jeremy Borash. So I'm like, wow, you know, it's it's just kind of one of those things. What, 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 what do you think he was doing? Oh, I'm sure he was capturing footage because he does a lot of behind-the-scenes things for NXT, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. It wasn't strange that he'd be capturing for NXT. What was strange was that nobody seemingly recognized who he was. But, you know, not all fans are as, as deep into things um, to kind of remember that type of stuff. Those are the same fans who in the music world would read the liner notes and be able to tell you who's producing Listen, what. You know what I mean? Uh,
0: I don't I don't know about you, but I miss liner notes. Oh, I miss
1: them terrifically. Oh, I miss them terrifically. So shout out to NXT, another successful run. And of course, they're getting ready for NXT TakeOver Toronto during SummerSlam weekend, which we'll talk extensively about next week as we get ready to make our predictions for that. So more wrestling action has Happening this weekend, the G1 Climax 29. Uh, we like to get you updated with that, as is our custom here. So, there were three big events um, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, and then one this past Tuesday. And we've got another one coming tomorrow. Uh, here's what went down uh, they spent two days in Aichi at the Aichi Prefectural Gymnasium. In the A block on Saturday, Kota Abushi defeated Lance Archer, Will Osprey defeated <laughs> Bad Luck Fale, Evil defeated Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Sanada, and in the match of the night, the main event, Kazuchika Okada defeats Kenta, giving Kenta his first G1 Climax loss. B block on the next day saw Hiroki Goto defeat Toru Yano, Tomohoro Ishi defeated Juice Robinson, jeff cobb defeated tai chi jay white defeated shingo tagaki and in the main event john moxley defeated tetsuya naito in a crazy match john moxley is now undefeated yet again in the b block of g1 climax so a block continued this past tuesday in kagawa and it started off with a. Kota Abushi defeating Bad Luck Fale. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Will Osprey by submission. Kazuchika Okada defeated Lance Archer. Sonata defeated Kenta. That's two straight losses for Kenta. And right now, Kenta is looking a whole lot like his time in NXT over these last two matches. Then he had the revitalized oh, that's Kenta. That's messed up. That GZ. is messed up. But, that's hey. Up. The, match, the night ended with Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Evil. So here's how the A Block and B Block looks. The undisputed leader of the A Block is Kazuchika Okada. 12 points. Six matches won consecutively. He's not lost at all. Um, Still in the race, you've got Kenta, Kota Ibushi, and Hiroshi Tanahashi each with eight points. Evil has six points. And then the following have already been mathematically eliminated. Based on Kazuchika Okada's win in the A block, that would be Lance Archer, Will Ospreay, Sonata, Zack Sabre Jr., and Bad Luck Fale. None of them have a chance to win the A block at this point. In the B block, it looks like this. John Moxley, the U.S. champion, is undefeated with 10 points. To his credit, he's followed by Juice Robinson and Tomohoro Ishii, who each have six. And then the rest of the field all has four. That includes Toru Yano. Shingo Tagaki, Tetsuya Naito, Tai Chi, Hiroki Goto, Jeff Cobb, and Jay White. So the uh the G1 climax continues Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Here are some key matches to look out for. Toru Yano takes on John Moxley. Juice Robinson takes on Tetsuya Naito. That's all tomorrow. In the A block on Saturday, Kazuchika Okada takes on Sonata. I'm really looking forward to this one. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kota Ibushi. It's a rematch of last year's G1 Climax finals. Then you also have Kenta against Bad Luck Fale. It's a must-win match for Kenta. And then the B block on Sunday, you've got Tetsuya Naito against Shingo Tagaki. John Moxley and Jay White. I'm really looking forward to that match. It should be very, very intriguing. Uh, and then we're going to be moving into the home stretch as the G1 Climax wraps up on Monday, August the 12th, the day after SummerSlam, uh, with the A Block and B Block winner all battling each other. So your thoughts, man? What do you think this thing's going to look like when we get to August the 12th?
0: I wish they had the the, 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 the notoriety in America, that AEW and WWE have because these are some great masters, oh, matches. Oh, amazing matches! Amazing. I mean, I really wish the mainstream paid it, and even the the active wrestling fan right now isn't paying attention. They're so AEW, I, I, you know. I've always said this about wrestling fans: we can't tolerate more than two federations at one time. Yeah, well, you know, we 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 don't. We're, maybe it's the way we were raised to be WWF or NWA or WCW and WWE. But we often don't tolerate more than than one so up until last year everybody was wwe and uh new japan crazy right, right and now everybody is wwe aew crazy but there are some great matches you know you talked about watching with your son uh someone had asked when and i had a babysit on saturday okay and i had Lil Kaysen with me nice and what did case and i watch we watched Lance Archer versus Tanahashi mm. as it came on after Women's Glow and I take both of them. Yeah. And so that was a great match. And you and I both joked about Lance Archer doing well but not anymore. Right. And uh Lance Archer is, is starting to have the Kenta effect too because <laughs> Kenta's not winning. He's Listen. Not. We all know that Okada and Moxley. They represent something they do. This is New Japan versus the WWE guy. Mm-hmm. The chosen Triple H guy. Mm-hmm. I'm eager to see how this plays out, and I'm almost guaranteeing that Akata brings this thing home.
1: So I'm going to say this. I think what's going to happen is uh, at one point I was sold that it could be Kenta versus John Moxley, but oh. – um, which, which would have been an amazing in final. your face. It'd be incredible. But I think what's going to happen, I do think it's going to be Kazuchika Okada against John Moxley in the finals of the G1 Climax. Um, and I think, here's how I think they're going to do it. I think uh, Okada remains undefeated in this whole situation until we get to the finals. John Moxley defeats him, gives him a, a title law lo- or gives him a loss uh, for the G1 Climax Finals. Then making it again very difficult for a defending IWGP heavyweight champion to win the G1 Climax. Moxley wins. Moxley gets the title shot at Wrestle Kingdom. And you kick off Wrestle Kingdom with the main event of uh, Moxley versus uh, Okada. And honestly, I think Moxley wins the title in January. And here's why. If New Japan is legitimately going to have a, a moment where they continue to, to, to expand into the United States, they've got to have a an American champion that people will want to see, that will want to put butts in seats, that will be able to relate to people. What a story it is for John Moxley to leave WWE to feel underutilized, to be underutilized, and then to come in and beat what PWI said was the number one wrestler of 2018? That's a story. That's a big story. And I think you got some real potential there. And you have the IWGP champion in AEW? Woo! Man, I I think you got all kinds of possibilities there uh, for that. And whether he wins the title or not, That's a main event. And one thing that he can say he never did, even in being WWE champion, he never main evented
0: WrestleMania. He's going to main event Wrestle Kingdom. And this will be huge. Yeah. Wrestle Kingdom 12 had 43,000 fans there. Yes. Last year, it dropped greatly. But I love what they write in their stats. 38,162 paid fans. Yes. We're actually in attendance. Yes. I'm calling it Japanese. That 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 venue held fifty thousand people for a football game. If we get Moxley versus Okada, we're hitting that record.
1: Yeah. And and couple that with this year for the first time ever, Russell Kingdom's gonna be over a two-day period. So this is gonna be absolutely monumental. And again, uh, if we're honest with ourselves, Kenny Omega versus Hiroshi Tanahashi was not the best main event to have to bring people into the building. Um, but this, this is going to be special. This is going to be very special.
0: I, I, I totally agree. So remember, I we
1: called it. Did. Remember, we called it here at the faction. Uh, and so we'll certainly keep you posted. As to what that looks like as we continue to move closer to the finals. But that's going to be another big weekend. It's uh, SummerSlam weekend. And that weekend we're going to have NXT TakeOver happening. We're going to have the last three cards. That's right, the last three cards for uh, the G1 Climax. Saturday, August the 10th, Sunday, August the 11th, and then Monday, August the 12th. It's going to be bonkers, guys. Another huge wrestling weekend. And busy. And busy. Very, very busy. So we'll definitely keep you guys posted on that. So, yeah, let's talk about this very quickly before we go to break. Um, More wrestling news to talk about. And and this is kind of surprising, but maybe, maybe not. Of course, we know that this year, and really it started last year, this partnership between the NWA and Ring of Honor. We started seeing it back in the summer of last year. Was it the summer of last year? Yes, it was the summer of last year that uh, ultimately led to All In with the NWA Championship. Uh, on the line as uh, Nick Aldis took on Cody Rhodes we started seeing the NWA champion appearing regularly on Ring of Honor television NWA, their partnership with Ring of Honor continued through uh, the resurrection of the Crockett Cup which we saw uh, back in April of this year, heavily featuring NWA and Ring of Honor talent, well, it is official the NWA Ring of Honor partnership is over, it's Done. Uh, Apparently, they uh, broke up on amicable terms. But part of the reason for it going down is the NWA is now looking to put uh, all of their energy behind producing a weekly standalone NWO show, courtesy of uh, Billy Corgan. So, my question to you, and of course, they've got some people they're building with. They've got Nick Aldis, uh, fresh from impact wrestling they've got eli drake they've got the new nwa national champion james storm and the nwa women's champion allison k three matter of fact not three all four of them were mainstays in impact wrestling now they're looking to take the nwa banner to a weekly situation do you think this is a good idea for the nwa and what do you think this means for ring of honor
0: as another partnership seems to have dissolved I think it's tough times for Ring of Honor. I, I think Ring of Honor is one of those situations where uh, they, they, they they just got caught in the middle. You know, th- there's a moment in the NBA where the NBA went from Michael Jordan dominating it. Then you had uh, the Spurs and the Lakers dominating it. Mm-hmm. And if you were the Utah Jazz or Reggie Miller in the Pacers, you actually got caught up in the vortex of too many great things at one time and your greatness didn't shine that's ring of honor to me Hmm. ring of honor is caught in this vortex of there just happened to always be two people that were better Hmm. and at the one time where you were the number two you just couldn't generate long-term sustainable thing and truly what happened is wwe did a great job of gutting ring of honor of its people and all of the other guys learned from that. Think about the guys who came who had Ring of Honor stints before uh, before uh, going to WWE. Didn't uh, Kevin Owens have a Ring of Honor stint before WWE? Didn't he? He, had, he was a Ring of Honor world champion. Right, exactly. So you take guys like that because you had to bring me up to speed on uh, Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. You had to bring me up to speed on many of the guys who were over at Ring of Honor. So and, and so, I think on the flip side, guys like an AEW and New Japan kind of learned how to shore up their people a little bit more to not get so gutted. I GB, you know, Clack used to say, "Rest in peace." That uh, <laughs> that uh, yeah, I had seen him on the show. God, yeah, I don't know what may, happened. Maybe he got uh, so,
1: taken out by the swarm of grasshoppers in in Vegas. But that's may, maybe
0: no, Jesus help us all. That's a story. And so. He used to say impact wrestling should just go away and die. Mm -hmm. Unless Ring of Honor has a real plan to reimagine themselves, I would actually go into business with NWA because Billy Corgan has something great going. He does. He does. Billy Corgan has had an opportunity to grow under the radar. And truth be told, NWA 10 pounds of gold has been one of the best things. I think if it hadn't been for NWA 10 pounds of gold, we wouldn't have Cody Rosenham doing a YouTube show.
1: Ah, wow, 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 let me think about that, hmm, hmm, I'm trying to think if that's fully (laughs) accurate, because I feel like the Being the Elite show started before that, but to your point, to your point, Being the Elite was just this fun little cute thing, almost like a Facebook Live series of sorts, Until. until... they saw how you could use it to build a promotion from nothing, which is what Boom. the NWA did. So I think you do Boom. have a very valid point there. Wow. I'm going to give my thoughts on the NWA splitting from Ring of Honor and perhaps what Ring of Honor may need to do to uh, sure up some partnerships and the like. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. We're going to talk about SmackDown Live. Uh, a lot happened on both of those shows this week. All of that uh, coming up after the break. But right now, we're going to take a break and hear from a guy who, if you've not experienced him live, you don't understand how over he really is. It's the theme song for the Velveteen Dream, simply called Velveteen. You've got it locked to The Faction, powered by Bonner Radio. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into The Faction.
3: Velveteen Dream.
1: An announcement, ladies and gentlemen, look everyone! Bell and Ebenezer in love.
2: No silly.
4: Pain is in the building.
2: <laughs> you can now listen to Bonfire Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app, available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find out it. the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live listen. right now on your phone. Why? Yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for bonify Radio or iPhone.BonafideRadio.com I'm living in that 21st century We got something to say
1: Listen! Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan can't
4: wait We will
1: gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner
2: this is so gnarly.
1: For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise or email us directly at sales at get I know you're going to dig this.
2: This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonnerfied Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves, right here on GetBonnerfied.com or via the Bonnerfied Radio app. Bonnerfied Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. We
0: are the Faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is Brandon Clack. I finally showed up for the show. This is team, team, Things are my CFO, Brandon Clack.
1: Oh, man. Shout out to Clack, who is uh, celebrating in his In Vegas. W- He's in Vegas celebrating in- his wife this week. and uh, Listen,
0: we're, 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 he, he has to name the baby Vegas. Yeah. Although he can keep those grasshoppers in Vegas. He can keep them. What is happening in Vegas with grasshoppers? Uh, So for people who don't know, uh,
1: apparently there had been a ton of rain in Vegas, and the rain coupled with the, you know, unusual weather out there attracted this swarm of grasshoppers that were all over the strip and everywhere. And, I mean, they were so plenteous that you would have thought that they were mosquitoes or something, but they were, like, real live grasshoppers who apparently mate a lot, and they're supposed to be spending this much time. They're supposed to be like there for the next three weeks or so. So cancel any of my engagements to <laughs> Vegas for the next three weeks. I don't need to sightsee. I love the strip. <sighs> but I think I would I mean like I get the itches thinking about yeah. these grasshoppers just watching it on television.
0: Being there to see a grasshopper
1: jump on me? No. It, no, no.
0: At least you and I have hair. Clag has no hair. Can oh. you imagine one lands on your on your scalp? Oh. And you can fill it in it. Oh, my God, have mercy. I saw, I saw workers who had, you know, they
1: usually had the bright vests on, and those things were all over their vests. And I that's was so just gross. like, uh uh-uh, uh, no. So, Clack, come back in one piece, sir. Uh, and stay away from the grasshoppers. That's, that's for sure. Okay, so before we went to break, we were talking about Ring of Honor, the NWA, and uh, the breakup that has happened, NWA launching their own show. Uh, my thoughts, and for one, there's a lot of people who have questions. Is there even really room for a weekly NWA show? Given the fact that we've got, uh, let's see, it's four pieces of weekly broadcast coming from the WWE. We've got a new show coming weekly from AEW. If you have Access TV, you've got a weekly show coming from the Women of Wrestling. you got a weekly show coming from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, Ring of Honor is actually in syndication, and you've got shows that you can catch for them. Is there room for an NWA show? I personally think that if there's going to be an NWA show, which, by the way, they have NWA spots with uh, the... Who is it? It's the uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood that you can catch on Fight TV. Uh, It's a free thing that's connected to the NWA. But if the NWA is going to do its own show, first of all, they're going to need an outlet for it. I don't know if there's enough TV that would want the NWA right now. Um, They would have to get some mega production. I don't know if it's best for them to do a weekly show that would air on YouTube, much like you know Defiant Wrestling is doing or uh, Reality of Wrestling is doing, but I don't know. And they're going to need some compelling things because with no partnership with Ring of Honor, with no partnership with AEW, with no partnership with, uh, with, with New Japan, you're going to have to start building your stars. And I don't know what they have to do that with because, again, a lot of the people that I saw... At the NWA seventieth show back in October, are part of AEW right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. AEW or NXT. Whether that be uh, Sammy Guevara or Sam Smith, who not Sam Smith, Sam Shaw, who's now uh, a part of NXT. Um, you had Willie Mack, who is now part of Impact. Uh, you know, it's a lot of
0: things, a lot of things happening. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It, it, you have to figure out if you have space. You know, as you were naming those, I'm thinking about even here in San Antonio, mm-hmm. the local wrestling that that you have, the people still keep up with. You have Victory Showcase Wrestling. Yeah, you have shout out to Reality of Wrestling. We love to mm-hmm. get Booker T on the show to talk about that. Absolutely. that's down in Houston, and uh, then you have other. You have it, Dominican Republic has a wrestling alliance that they show here, but you also have West Coast Wrestling Connection. Mm. So there's already a lot, I believe wholeheartedly that whoever can produce for us the old school 30 minute wrestling show Mm -hmm. will win
1: now it's interesting because i think part of the reason that nxt has won is they've given
0: us the hour wrestling show and it feels really good i think someone that can get it if you don't have a lot of people get it down to 30 minutes yeah yeah that that's uh with 30 minutes you can have uh, a good, what, four minute squat Because what, thir- 30 minute shows have to be done in what, 21 minutes or minutes? 22,
1: 22. If 22. they're, they're going to have like full on commercials, you know. So,
0: so, so then you can do a good three minute squash match. Mm-hmm. You could then put on a good seven minute match. Yeah. And possibly an 11 minute match, what seems like a long time on TV. You can even cut the seven down to five, which will seem like a long time. Do some promos and things like that. Yeah. But a thirty-minute show could work. It could work. It could work. It has to be done well, and you need the right people. So. Well, what they should maximize, and I'm about to give away a free idea here, uh-huh. what they should maximize is constantly doing a pre-show on social media. If you do a thirty-minute show. Yeah. And then do a post-show wrap-up on social media.
1: Well, uh, that's a thought. Um, the other side of it, I think, is, you know, to be able to broadcast on a YouTube where you know you could get, you know, if you start getting enough clicks, you can get revenue from it. And uh, you can certainly do advertising on YouTube, etc., etc., et cetera, which would be far less stringent than trying to do network television or even, even cable television. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh and yeah yeah so yeah
0: what kind of venue would you go into G I think you keep a small venue
1: I think yeah. let's let's not forget that the reason that the NWA really grew from what we knew as Georgia Championship Wrestling into world championship wrestling was because they utilized small venues you know yeah. those wrestling organizations would have TV studios that they would use they wouldn't have a large studio audience the guys could come right onto the interview set
0: interview go right into the ring I mean, you need I, I, That's why I need to go to the venue that you frequent in uh, ATL Yes, uh, center the, stage Center stage Because I still in my mind can't wrap my brain around how they shot cause the, Oh, I the, can tell you exactly how they that, shot it now how, how did they get around the stage or were the seats no, on the stage? No, I
1: think, no, there were Well, see, now you're thinking two different eras, right? So yeah you're, This is not the 80s era the center stage piece was used in the early WCW days, 1993 yeah, yeah. where it seemed like the ring would kind of revolve and rotate, and it had that, you know, circular audience up top, uh, and that's, that's what was center stage. So they would do their interviews on the stage, and then guys would then be able to go over to... You know, the ring and things like that. So matter of fact, it may make me go and watch some of the old WCW Saturday nights uh, to watch what that ring setup looked like. But it was it was pretty dope, though. It was pretty dope. Did the ring actually spin? They did. Now, what I'm trying to make sure I don't confuse is having the where they did the spinning ring, because I thought that was center stage. And then I thought when they moved to Disney, they also kept that as well, unless they only did it at Disney. So I need to go back and check. But that's – that. and the spinning ring was only during, like, commercial breaks. So it wasn't with wrestlers in it. It was usually just, you know, kind of a decorative type of thing. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let me quickly mention this piece about Ring of Honor before we go into uh, Monday Night Raw. Because Ring of Honor, as you mentioned, seems to be having some problems. And you were saying that uh, part of what you believe Ring of Honor's issue was was that uh, – WWE and several others really took a lot of their talent, rated their talent, and things of that nature. So I I don't think there's any arguing that right now, if you look at WWE, it looks like Ring of Honor perhaps from nine, ten years ago. Whether you're dealing, and certainly NXT does, I mean, whether you're talking Kevin Nash, excuse me, Kevin uh, Owens and Sami Zayn, or you're talking the Undisputed Era, all of whom came from Ring of Honor, uh, even as recently as Damian Priest, formerly known as Punishment Martinez, was in uh, in Ring of Honor, and several others, you know, Daniel Bryan, uh, Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, Kanellis. Uh, uh, Mike Kanellis as is, is Mike Bennett, um, Cesaro, like there were a lot of guys who spent time in Ring of Honor. But here's what I believe Ring of Honor's equally bigger problem is. Ring of Honor has never done a real update to who they are, right? That's true. So, think about this. They originally started as the group who was true wrestling. We're not entertainment, we're pure wrestling. And they didn't want to be in the big venues, they wanted to be in the smaller venues, you know? And so, in doing that, all of a sudden they were putting on these great matches, they're getting exposure talent raids are starting to happen from Impact, from WWE, from you know all of these other places, and then there are moments where Ring of Honor now gets to be on television by being owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. Here's the problem. If Sinclair Broadcasting, literally a billion dollar company, is owning you, why are you still strictly in syndication? There's not been the effort to put behind this product to say we believe that it's great enough to serve as a true alternative to the wrestling product that's out there. So they've been they've been almost intentional in staying small. And there's argument out there right now that Madison Square Garden's G1 Supercard, which should have been their shining moment, may have been the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Because it was a scenario where they were in an arena that was too big for them. It was too big for them. And and, and New Japan, who was supposed to be the crew that would like tag along, ended up being the crew that carried this whole thing and made it useful. Their production value in terms of the staging, that was them and not uh, Ring of Honor. And certainly when you look at a lot of the things that were executed on the Ring of Honor side, it was nowhere near as smooth. And they've not been right since.
0: I think it's, it's like, to me, ROH had two lives. They had the early life that they had back in the early 2000s mm-hmm. where they were happening. They were the place to be. Yeah. I'm looking at, at some of their champions. Back in 03, Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Dropped the title to Austin Aries, yes. CM Punk, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of cooled off for a minute, yeah. but then they came back strong back in, like, 2015. Yes. It went from Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. Adam Cole, mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Christopher Daniels, and they got the belt on Cody Rhodes. Yes. And who does Cody drop it to? Dalton. Dalton.
1: Well, and, and, and herein lies your problem when it comes to Ring of Honor. You know, they currently they took the title from, and, and this happened at Madison Square Garden. And they Shit. put the title back on old Jay Lethal. Well, and Jay Lethal was good for business, but Jay Lethal loses the title to, of all people, Matt Taven. And Matt Taven has not done anything for Ring of Honor. And so I just think that Ring of Honor has to be careful before it's too late, because right now... Now there are multiple wrestling alternatives for fans who don't want to watch WWE and they don't have to think about ring of honor. So ring of honor really has to be careful or else uh, it could be a different story. I never thought that we'd get toward the end of 2019 and we'd be talking about ring of honor almost as more of an afterthought than impact wrestling. So it's pretty interesting with that said, Let's talk a bit about what happened Monday night on uh Monday Night Raw by way of our Raw recap. Courtney, take it away.
0: WWE Live was raw, was live, was wrong, was a <laughs> At the Verizon Arena in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Things kicked off when Mike Kanellis won the 24/7 championship following the mosh pit mixed tag match with Maria Kanellis when she forced him to lie down so she could win the championship this is so odd ricochet won a gauntlet match to earn the right to challenge united states champion aj styles we had a, a little bit of an old beast uh ray mysterio in that match getting a little weight there oc defeated the revival and uso to become the new raw tag team champions the viking raiders defeated johnny james and cole carter Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch defeated Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, and then the tie attacked Becky. Uh, you know, I guess a little payback from earlier. Seth Rollins defeated Dolph Ziggler via DQ, but that's when Brock Lesnar attacked him, attacked him, attacked him, and attacked him. Mm-hmm. And then the Samoan Summit, as they've called them, the Samoan Summit ran Russia all over the place. GB What did you think About Monday Night Raw
1: You know I actually thought Monday Night Raw Was pretty solid Um, I I thought Monday Night Raw Was pretty solid I thought Monday Night Raw um, First of all was the most Action packed Monday Night Raw We've seen in a long time And on the heels of the Raw reunion That featured A lot of talking, and a lot of random appearances. I felt like everything that happened Monday night had a purpose to it, made sense. Uh, It was something that was building with what they were working with. So I think they've got a good scenario on their hands. I appreciated, in a weird way. They're actually being an organized match for the 24-7 championship. Um, You know, I I just think... I don't take that title seriously, but they're creating some scenarios that are very interesting. So going after a week where we had eight title changes with the 24-7 championship, you had in this case two, but both of them were very intriguing. They were stories we were connected with. So Mike Kanellis getting his first WWE championship was kind of cool. But then of all things, losing it to his pregnant wife. And then comes the great question. How do you defeat a pregnant woman?
0: Oh. That's
1: brilliant.
0: No, it's not, GB. It's, well, it's listen, not. Here, here's it's the not. thing. It's, it's brilliant not. for
1: what it is, right? It's brilliant for what it is. And what we have to acknowledge is this. I've had to try to get over the fact that the 24-7 championship uh, is like nine-one-one. It's a joke in your time. In your town, courtesy of Public Enemy. I just think that, you know, it's it's an unfortunate scenario that we are talking about the 24-7 championship more than the universal championship. But with that said, what? it's far better than some of the hooky-kooky stuff we've been seeing with the 24-7 championship lately. So,
0: yeah. Maybe I've been listening to way too much Jim Cornette. You have. You have. But <laughs> well, <laughs> how can you make that assessment so quickly? Because you were once a fan of the 24-7 championship. No, I know. Don't get me wrong. I, I actually think the 24-7 championship is one of the most entertaining things they've come up with. Jimmy Cornett was saying in an interview the other day that he hated when Vince Russo did the miscarriage angle. Because he just like, you know, I told Vince Russo, uh, you know, uh, how you going to make your way out of this? Right and that's what i'm saying do you, you you thought it was bad for for uh for uh what i was about to say a lundra blaze but for uh tully blanchard's daughter tessa to get caned what is going to happen when a person lays on top of a pregnant woman to pin her there will be rioting in the social media streets this is Bad. And then, furthermore, I will push the cynicism, as somebody said on Suplex City. Technically, when she goes to sleep tonight and lays on her back, the baby is the new champion.
1: Okay. I, I think that would suspend reality way too much if they went that route. Well, I just. I, I will say this, though. I will say this. It's intriguing that the same said pregnant woman could not wrestle in a match because she was pregnant it is also intriguing that one of the reasons that awesome kong is no longer in wwe is because she was pregnant so i i i don't know what any of this means but i think it causes us to ask questions which is i guess what the point of it is right so this, this is so Paul Heyman. Paul It is Paul Heyman. Screw it's you, abso- Paul! It's absolutely Paul Heyman. Screw Twenty-four you. seven. And what I thought here's what I thought was good about
0: Paul it. is sitting somewhere like he has the upper hand. How do you pin a pregnant woman? hmm Exactly. And what was
1: cool is we ended up not seeing seventy five You're not gonna chase a pregnant woman. You're not, so, like, that That gets rid of some of that hokiness, which I appreciate. With that said, let's also not overlook the fact that we had a tag team championship match this week that saw Gallows and Anderson regain the Raw tag team champions. Yeah, I love that. And And let's look at this fact, which they capitalized on quickly. The OC now has pretty much all the gold on Raw, with the exception of the Universal title, and The New Day has all the gold on uh, SmackDown with the exception of the U.S. title. Modern-day Bond versus Freebirds. Absolutely. And I'm here for it. I appreciate the fact that the OC is finally starting to be taken seriously. Um, we finally got a name that I think we can go with. We finally, we, I, I think we have a logo that we can finally go with. You know, to call them the original, the only club that matters, um, which I'm for because nobody's really checking for the Bullet Club right now. So I think there are some real opportunities that WWE has, yeah. uh, and I think that Raw, Raw was a a good a good presentation uh, Monday night. That's what I
0: think. Uh, also, you, you cannot tell me that they're not listening to our show though, because I said some very scathing words. To the writing team last week about their inability to maximize a Samoan allegiance. And all of a sudden, we have a Samoan
1: summit. In a very overt way. I mean, it's overt (laughs) at this point. Well, and not just that, but think about this. Roman Reigns Reigns is getting beat down and who comes to save him but the Usos. Like old oh, Jimmy Uso mm-hmm. and
0: old drinking Uso. Yeah. <laughs> I was GB. I was shocked he was on TV. I was shocked too. This, but but G this is the double mean, standard. Though? But what does it mean? Gee, it's the double standard that we've talked about with wrestling. It is. It is. It is. It is. It. Is, it it's one guy gets caught in and, and, and he gets thrown out. And another guy get gets caught. and He gets a second chance now. Now, I I I I don't know. I, I don't know if the answer is to keep him working, because it's better than him sending him home. But man, he just got arrested the other day, mm-hmm. and he's back on TV. And uh, As if you it know, never happened. They 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 weren't even. They, they didn't even make him, make a, a statement about it. Most time, they'll make a joke about it. No. Nope. The the statement. It, well, it's funny is. John,
1: I think John Cena let the cat out of the bag when he, he made the joke about the arrest,
0: and um, then he got arrested two days later. And then he got arrested, right? So it was like, wait a
1: minute. Um, I hope you didn't speak an arrest on his life. But with that said, um, I do think it's interesting, and you know, WWE's response has been these guys are responsible for their own personal conduct. Which again, then in that I, case. I, I I just, and here's the crazy part. At one point, we could have said. They
0: wouldn't even let Scott Hall in the ring Doing the toasting part of the reunion. That's They correct. asked him to stay outside of the ring. Well, part of that might have been for his own good. It might have been well, to I protect think it him, but not tempt him. You know? So but now, if you want to maximize the storyline, give me Jeff Hardy versus Jimmy Uso with Scott Hall as a special referee oh. and Jake Snake as the bell ringer. You are really sick. You know that? You are really,
1: really sick. I just, oh, man. I'll tell you this. I think Monday night, oh, 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 oh. You're going to hear me say something today you've not heard me say. Maybe in the history of this show, I have to really think about it. This past Monday night, Brock Lesnar was well
0: utilized. Brother, that was, okay, hear, hear me, folks. That was brutal to watch. It was brutal to watch. And here's the thing.
1: If you're going to have Brock Lesnar show up. Now, I know you love the Brock party, right? But here's one thing that had been missing from Brock Lesnar really since the top of the year. We've not brutality. seen the violent, brutal Brock Lesnar. So to see him show up unannounced and like just, I mean, it was, it was. We haven't seen this kind of brutality and. Chaos On Monday Night Raw in a long time And then to go from that To when you thought it was over He disobeys Heyman by going Into the ambulance Pulling him out of the ambulance And f 5 him on the stretcher And then you go from That scene to Roman Reigns who catches this And he's just like oh this is so bad And then he gets attacked And you have chaos That's the kind of chaos we like you can't have that chaos 24-7, but when you have it, you need to make it count, and I think Raw did that, and that's why I thought it was a great episode of Monday Night Raw, because we had unexpected, we did not see Brock coming, we didn't see this level of brutality coming, we didn't see the fact that that Paul Heyman would say, yo, lay off, you've done enough, and he would still feel like he's not done enough. Um I thought it was. I thought it was really incredible. I I really did. It, and, go ahead. It was brutal.
0: It, it, it was, was brutal. And I think and Monday Night Raw. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My bad. But 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 Seth Rollins has to come out on top of this. I, I uh, he,
1: he if he doesn't, he's just become the whipping boy. You know, he's become the whipping boy. But let let me say this. I don't think it's a coincidence that we see this level of programming being ramped up. With AEW's announcement coming oh, for no. October, you know, the second for their uh, debut on TNT. And they've made a couple of pretty big announcements connected to it. John Moxley's going to be on the first show. And they have announced that uh, one of the big matches will be the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. Hmm. When we come back, we're going to see if we can figure out who these mystery partners are. We're going to tell you about on-sale dates for tickets for this first show, and we'll get into SmackDown. We'll talk about what happened last night on SmackDown, and SmackDown's rather unusual ending. But right now, let's go to some music uh, representing the original Bro. It's Matt Matt Riddle's theme song. It's called, Hey Bro. It's the... You got it locked to the faction powered by Bonafide Radio.
0: It's me, DDP, the king of Bonafide, the master of the diamond cutter, the three times, three times, three times world champion and CEO and founder of TDP Yoga. You're listening to the faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friends,
5: is a good thing.
3: Hey! Bro!
2: Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939.
0: Stanley Lieber
1: was the Joe Jackson of comic books.
0: Mm. I don't even know how to feel about that. I yeah, just, I, I almost it's...
1: think he was greater than a Joe Jackson.
0: Fan. I don't know. Ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa,
1: See, that's oh, when you messed up. GB. Oh, no, I don't no, know no, 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 did What are you I don't you know saying? why you did that, GB. Why, <laughs> why you did that? Oh Lord.
0: Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his in his mind. <laughs>
2: Wait, oh, wait. James, oh, no, wait, James.
1: Do it. The remix on Bonner Fight Radio We here
2: Thursdays 2pm Eastern
1: Here on Bonner Fight Radio Radio the way it's supposed to be Exclusively On the remix Don't miss it
0: Don't miss it at all We are The Faction Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, welcome back to The Faction. That was Hey Bro by Matt Riddle, the theme song. GB, let's get it. All right. So before we talk about SmackDown, uh, when we left
1: on the last break, we were talking about All Elite Wrestling. And, of course, their big debut coming October the 2nd to TNT live from Washington, D.C.'s Capital One Arena. Tickets go on sale this Friday at noon Eastern, and you can get them exclusively at AEWTix.com. That's A-E-W-T-I-X com. They'll have pricing information and all sorts of things. I can tell you that there is apparently a uh, $250 ticket involved, and that will give you a commemorative AEW chair. So uh, they're trying to price some things like WWE to some degree. We'll see what the pricing will be uh, not long from now. But one thing we do know is that one of the main events that's going to be that night will feature the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega taking on Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. Here's my question. Who do you think the mystery partners are going to be for this debut episode of All
0: Elite Wrestling on TNT, man, uh, take your pick. At this point, now I'm trying to go through and see all the guys that are signed. I mean, God knows the place would jump to the roof if Punk came out. Mm-hmm. It well, would just really. I think if, if Punk, I think if Punk is coming,
1: I think he'll show up at. Uh, if he's gonna show up, he'll show up certainly at All Out since they're in Chicago.
0: But this I, would be a great. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Then I started thinking about DC. Well, but Dave Bautista is not trying to get back in the ring for them. Right. In in DC, uh man, I I don't know. I mean, do, do you go nostalgia and just try to give a, a good zing and bring in a DDP or what I, I, you know, I I just don't know.
1: Well, I have a couple of ideas. A couple of ideas. Um One thought is, you know, just thinking, first of all, I know you love making connections between All Elite and WCW. I know you do. Uh, Of course, WCW's last Starcade was in the same building that this event will uh, emanate from, the Capital One Arena, formerly known as the Verizon Center. Um, But one thing I think is going to be key is they have a very important job. And we talked a a little bit about it last week. And that is building household names for All Elite. Right now, the household name in All Elite is Chris Jericho. Um, And say what we want, wrestling fans who are like hardcore fans know about Kenny Omega, know about the Young Bucks, but the folks who watch WWE probably don't. Now, I don't know if those are going to be the people that they shop after or if they're trying to go and get... New wrestling fans, but what I do know is they're going to have to build some household names. They're going to need two people who could wrestle on this level, who would be, who would want to be elevated and uh, taken to this next level. And a lot of questions to who it could be. You know, you could make an argument that maybe it's Cody and Dustin. Um, you could make, which would be kind of a crazy scenario. You could make an argument that it could be the revival. Um, who we know is very unhappy in WWE and just lost the tag team championships. You could make an argument that it's the former longtime Impact
0: Wrestling tag team champions, LAX. Um, oh, I, now now listen to me. <laughs> listen <laughs> you, to me. You, you, I would could, go you could even
1: make an argument that it could be the Lucha Brothers. Um, I do think that whoever it is is currently not signed to All Elite. That's what I think. I think whoever it is. Is not talent that's currently signed because they need to make a huge splash. Because remember this, remember that that week, uh, the, the first week in October, the greatest month of the year, um, happens to be a big week because two days after they premiere on TNT, WWE premieres on Fox with SmackDown Live. And it's already being said that they're looking to pull out all the stops, not just with invited guests, which include The Rock, but they've actually said that they have bought new cameras, oh, new God. technology, oh, God. with an attempt to present this almost like a cinema, with cinema quality uh, presentation, much like you see when you watch WWE 24 or uh, WWE 365, any of those programs on the network, They're looking to bring that kind of a feel to a live show, which I don't think we've seen that before. Um, They're going to go all in or go all out, depending upon (laughs) your perspective, um, for SmackDown. So AEW is going to have to do something significant. And for everybody who said... AEW isn't competition, and Clack, if you're listening in in, in, in Vegas, get the grasshoppers out of your ears because I need you to hear this. And uh, this also goes out to Josh Spiel, who doesn't like talking about All Elite for fearing that they're not real competition. When Vince McMahon on a business call to the investors, oh boy, and, and to future advertisers references AEW as our new burgeoning competition. He ain't talking about Ring of Honor. He ain't talking about New Japan. He's talking about AEW. So rest assured, and we're not going to be doing all that all that crap. Yeah, we're not going to be doing all the blood and guts that this other <laughs> blood and guts. So you know he's be- old. Yeah, you know what I mean? Now, let's not say that he never did blood and guts. Let's remember the Attitude era. But I do think Vince, which is why Vince is trying to lock in all these contracts. Um, so, but I'll say this. Let me just throw another name out there. Just as a what if. Stranger things have
0: happened. What if it were the Usos? Y'all can't see this. I almost walked out and flipped my, my computer over.
1: If the ooh, Can you imagine the Usos showing up? With Chris Jericho against the Young
0: Bucks and Kenny Omega, oh my! God. Let me ask you a question, GB. Yes, and and, and if, if there's anybody out here in our in, in our faction streets, how much is the lawsuit for the Usos? You know, I, here, here's my because here's my question: if the lawsuit is less than four million dollars, it's worth it.
1: Yeah, you, you, here's the thing. I think Vince, after what's happened, of course, with WCW, after what's happened with John Moxley, I think Vince would try to ensure that they could never wrestle again. Like, Vince is vindictive like that. I I, I just think he, he would go for what?
0: it. How did Mox get out so clean? Because, I, I'll never
1: understand it. Because Mox got to the end of his contract, and he would not accept any extensions. He let the contract yeah, run yeah, out.
0: Yeah, but, but Mox Mark, was put over until well, the end.
1: He was put over, first of all, because he didn't make his intentions clear. That's the first thing. And secondly, because I think they felt like, number one, he's given us a lot. Number two, perhaps our kindness will allow for him to reconsider. I don't think that Vince and WWE are accustomed to anyone
0: telling them No. So this is a new era that
1: we're in right
0: now. Remember he said that Vince called him and he told him he couldn't do a date. Yeah. Vince called him, I need you to come back and do us a favor.
1: Yeah. Well, see, the other thing that he said on, on the, the uh Chris Jericho podcast was that last um the last date that he did, which they turned into a WWE network special, like the the End of the Shield.
0: Yeah. He got
1: paid five hundred dollars for that.
0: He did say that. <laughs> He did say that,
1: <laughs> which that's like he unheard of. That. That's unheard of for a WWE superstar. Like so, I j- that's like independent pay, you know, like real independent pay. Um, so I, I I don't I don't know. I'll say this, mark my words. Whoever it is, it's gonna put the wrestling world on its ear because they have no choice but to make a giant splash and to deliver on their promises. So let me ask this question. I don't remember if we've talked about this or not. Because um, last week you said you were concerned, but I wanna I wanna kind of delve into that. Do you think that AEW will be able to handle a
0: live show every week? No, no, no. It's 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 um it's noble hmm. of an idea, but wrestling fans are so fickle. That if there's not a major splash on the initial Monday, I'm concerned about venue number three. Hmm. I'm concerned about what, what see. So AEW what starts you, what? AEW starts what? What? What date? Wednesday, October the second. But
1: I gotta ask you this: They've sold out every show they've done. They have created wrestling moments every show they've done. Their shows, their shows have sold out like crazy. In yeah. fact, for this show, there is a six-ticket
0: limit. You
1: can't purchase more than six tickets for this show.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, the, the the thing, the thing that I'm looking at though, G, is at some point, and I'm quoting Jericho on this as well. The novelty of someone flying out to see a show wears thin. So then you have to just generate the buy rate of what's happening in that city, in the surrounding area that is drivable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Much of AEW selling out tickets are to people that are willing to, they're fanatics, they're willing to drive. They're willing to make a weekend of it. They want to take advantage of all the podcasts and all those things. So now AEW has to create a product that says it is just us. It's just three hours worth of taping. Uh, there is no podcast attached We want to sell out That makes me nervous
1: I, And I don't You know I, I don't know I I would like to think And this is the other side of it uh, It feels as though Every show that they've done Has been done with intentionality Intentionality to Very Where much. it is uh, How you broadcast it Who's on the card Etc cetera, etc cetera. None of it's haphazard. So, with that said, I don't see them in Tupelo, Mississippi. I don't see them in that. Uh, where was it? Was it Lafayette, Louisiana, where WWE like completely tanked? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't see them doing that kind of thing. But here's the challenge, right? To your point, there are 52 weeks in a year. That's 52, and this is a thing that I don't think most people consider. 52 live shows a week is a lot of work. That's a lot cool. of that's a lot of um, it's a lot of transport uh, that's a lot of cameras that's a lot of uh, staff people it's a lot so it's gonna be a big question of what kind of support they have now here's what we don't know. what we don't know is where the show for October the 9th is and we're the show for October the 16th. That's my concern. Well, I I don't know if it's a – the the question is where will they choose to go and will they do a scenario where, okay, we know we have the top 20 cities where we're hot. And here's a cool thing for them. Now, you can make an argument on this, but they actually, I think, have spaces where they have done research. You can look at research, for instance, for – where the bulk of your people are subscribing to being the elite. You can look at your research for the places uh, that sold the most T-shirts at Hot Topic. You can do the research for Pro Wrestling Tees to see where you sold that merch the most. You can do the research to see where people have come from um, when they bought tickets and the like. I think they have enough market research to be able to at least figure out where are the first places we go. You know, I'd like to know the answer to that. Where are the first places that you go? And are you going to a space where you're making accommodation? So they're, what they're saying is, if we're doing it at the Capital One Arena, we're saying that we believe that there are 20,000 folks who are either in the D.C. area, the DMV, or will travel from Philly, from New York, from New Jersey, from Virginia, to be a part of it you know and and really that's what happens with every wrestling event you know for folks who come to shows in atlanta they don't just come from the surrounding atlanta area some come from nashville some come from birmingham some come from you know south carolina um it it just depends so i think the question is going to be being able to assess how many real fans AEW has, and then yeah. how many people can be converted because you got to look at the fact that there are going to be new people who are going to be catching AEW
0: for the first time and there's got to be something that they can catch that will work for them. And and that's the thing. How many people will they catch? I think if they can do an Atlanta and convince uh, non-Atlanta people to drive in, they're going to do great. They're going to have to kiss a lot of babies though. They're gonna have to shake a lot of hands.
1: Well, they're, they're, they're actually good something. with that, though. Like yeah. they, they're more personable and more accessible right now. Mo- I mean, let's let's remember, Cody Rhodes was at the DDP Yoga Center, right? Which and and would take pictures with people. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna see Triple H at your local gym. You're not gonna <laughs> see Vince McMahon in those places. So I think again, the accessibility of these guys is is a is a must for them. It's
0: a must for them. It's a must. What, what's what's the name of, of, of it, it, he used to lead the Nexus? What was his name? Uh, 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 oh, uh, Wade Barrett. Or Wade Barrett has a great story out right now talking about the only time he's ever seen Brock Lesnar in a gym on the WWE road. So go back and listen to that. You talk about oh, wow. wrestlers being at gyms. Uh, but you, you're right, Cody. He he is seen out at places. Mm-hmm. That is the novelty of Kenny Omega and all those guys. I. Again, you, you have your DC's You have your uh, Your Virginia Your uh, Norfolk market, which is good for them, I'm sure uh, You have New York mm-hmm. You could probably break that up into Philly as well mm-hmm. You have Dallas, you have Atlanta mm-hmm. You have the Ohio area You have Chicago mm-hmm. uh, You can go back to Vegas uh, Maybe maybe Texas can be broken up Into two spots uh a, Maybe Los Angeles or some place like that.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, That's ten cities. G. I mean. uh, Well, but think about this though, right? If they do, honestly, I mean, I think
1: they need ten to twenty cities. I don't think they have to be in a different city every week. You know, because think about this: WWE. They'll do you know fifty-two weeks, but they'll do multiple shows from a city in a in a given year. You know, they've done, for instance. They did Raw here in Atlanta back in February. They're doing SmackDown here in September. So
0: so let, uh, here, here, here's something. Thank you. Shout out Bleacher Report. The top 10 cities for WWE wrestling that they frequent a lot. And when I say it, you'll memorize, you'll know it. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is one of them. Corpus Christi, Texas. Wrestling has been going to Corpus Christi for a long time. Mm-hmm. Green Bay, Wisconsin. The Illadelf. Uh, Los Angeles. Chicago, uh, uh, uh Miami, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City, and that's it. Which one are you taking? You take an issue with Corpus? Uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. They've been in Green Bay a ton.
1: No, what I'm saying is that surprises me. No, but they're always always have a great crowd in Green Bay. That's so interesting. That's so interesting. And you know, Green Bay loves sports. Well, and here's the thing, though. But you can make it, but this is good because that says to it. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that a New York isn't there. But then again, the only place in New York they would go is the Garden
0: or Barclays. Yeah, well, I, Barclays. Here's what I think. I mean, I say they could do Dallas, but now we know they got Dallas and Corpus Christi. Yeah, and I'm surprised and Houston's I, I, not in there. I, right. And I didn't mention Green Bay. Uh, I mentioned Chicago. I didn't mention Miami. I did mention Atlanta. I, I don't know if I mentioned Charlotte or not. but You did. But but you know what? What a Corpus Christi tells me, what a Corpus Christi
1: and a Green Bay tells me is that WWE is no longer a market. They are definitely no. more into the B market spaces, Yeah, which, yeah, which speaks to the fact that they're not really selling out, which, again, makes this whole – AEW thing interesting because you're going to a 20,000 seat arena for a TV taping that WWE can't sell out. So if you can yep. sell it out, you've done something WWE can't do. Sell a lot. So this is going to be interesting to watch for sure. Let's run very quickly to our SmackDown report uh, to see what happened on SmackDown last night as SmackDown emanated uh, where was SmackDown last night? I
5: don't even know. I thought Smackdown it was
1: in was. Memphis. It was in Memphis. That's right. It was in Memphis. The FedEx Arena. The King was there. Home of the King. And, you know, uh, they can argue who the King of Kings is there because you got too many Kings living there. Or <laughs> well, so, so be it. Anyway, Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre started off the show. They got into a battle. Kevin Owens defeated Drew McIntyre after not one but two stunners. Then Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated Bailey and Ember Moon and then Bailey hit Ember Moon with a belly to Bailey or Bailey to belly uh, as payback for what happened last week from Ember Moon. Charlotte Flair crashes the King's Court and challenges Trish Stratus to a match at SummerSlam. We're definitely talking about that. Dolph Ziggler defeated Finn Bálor after The Fiend appeared and then disappeared. Ali defeats Shinsuke Nakamura. And then in a battle between the club and the OC, or the OC and the New Day, Kofi Kingston defeats AJ Styles. Roman Reigns goes to tell us who his SummerSlam opponent is, but narrowly avoids injury after one of the tresses almost falls on him, yet he manages to narrowly escape. It's kind of weird, kind of different. What did you think of SmackDown last night?
0: I, I, Roman Reigns was in an Old Testament biblical moment. Mm-hmm. Just something random happened. It, like, who brought out old school? Guys? Oh, I, I, I was so lost. Eric Bischoff, sir. Bischoff, old Bisch. Uh If this better not be you, because I was lost, kind sir. And <laughs> can I just say? I was first let me let me start with goodness. Shout out to them for maximizing New Day in the OC. Yes. Yes. That was brilliant. Yes. Kevin Owens is money right now. Mm -hmm. Great to see Shinsuke Nakamura back on TV Mm -hmm. regularly and all that good stuff. Charlotte Flair Trish Stratus will put on a wrestling clinic if Trish can if Trish is in any decent shape. She's in which I think she is, she's a some type of an instructor, I believe. She's a fitness instructor. So she, she's in great yeah. shape. So 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 she, she stays in fitness shape. I that Roman for that to be the go home thing that we saw, I was lost. Yeah. Unless it's Bray Wyatt. Unless well, it's Bray Wyatt. Saying, uh, I'm I'm yeah, I don't know, I was lost. So, here's I have a couple of moments. Um, or
1: oh, I can't hear what you just said, or was
0: it his old tag team partner, Taker?
1: Okay, so a couple of thoughts, and I don't know where to start. Uh, I'll start with this Undertaker, Undertaker the Roman Reigns thing. Which was, it was weird because it felt like they tried to infuse a live shot with a pre-recorded shot. And then it felt like it didn't work because the angle that they showed him. at. So, like, it's crazy. He walks up. They show the thing falling. They show this pre-recorded. I'm assuming it was a pre-recorded shot because it just literally looked like it was infused in there. Where the thing falls on him. They drop the camera, the girl runs, everybody's screaming because from that angle, it looks like he's trapped in there, but then they show a camera on the other side where it looked like it completely missed him. He's sitting up like, oh, I'm okay. Wow, what just happened? Oh, that was weird. It was one of the most poorly executed things that was just so random. Who's after Roman Reigns? And let me guess, we're going to figure this out by SummerSlam in two weeks' time? Uh, What would have been better would have been if they had not caught that camera shot on the end, and they left us feeling like he was trapped under there, the man still fighting cancer. Now they've got this thing thrown like you would have garnered more sympathy. But I felt like it ended before it started because we saw he was okay, and he walks away. It was crazy. The last time I remember a trust falling on somebody, remember when Vince McMahon was giving away that money? He was trying to give I away remember a million that. dollars, and I then remember that. the stage fell apart and the thing fell down on him. You know, they didn't show him escaping. They got him out, and they, you know, and he's calling on Triple H, and he calls him by his first name, and what they built sympathy. We didn't build anything with that except for yeah. what was that?
0: He, that he it was a reason for him to stop giving away money.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. So for Roman, I don't know what just happened last night. I really don't. Um Somebody's gonna have to explain very, very quickly because <laughs> it just it was just yeah. And besides, let's think about this. Right, I'm looking at my clock. It's nine fifty-eight, and Roman is just walking to the interview, and he's walking really gent, like he's walking really nonchalant. But like, but didn't you expect Joe to attack him though? I thought Joe was going to attack him. So, if Joe didn't attack him, did Joe throw the thing on him?
0: Um, no, it, it, I, it seemed like it came from a uh, it came from a a forklift of some type. Yeah, or somebody pushed it. I don't I don't
1: these we I, I don't know WWE. I don't know. Let me tell you what else I don't know. I don't know about this Charlotte versus Trish thing. I don't know. I don't know. This feels like this should have—first of all, it feels like it should have happened at Evolution. Let's start with that, okay? That should have been the main event of Evolution, not Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey. Let's start there. Secondly, I felt like it was just thrown together. Thirdly, yeah. I feel like they don't know what to do with Charlotte since Charlotte's light shines so bright that they literally have to dim it for anybody else's light to shine. So so let's get you in a marquee match against Trish Stratus. This is a WrestleMania-quality type of match uh, that's going to be great. But what happens? I mean, to me, the only thing that happens is Charlotte has to beat Trish in Toronto to to really get maximum heat and to prove that she's the greatest women's wrestler of all time.
0: I don't know. I think that Charlotte without Ronda Rousey, without Sasha Banks, with the flailing Becky Lynch right now, they've honestly run out of women for Charlotte to fight that are that 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 mean anything. Mm. You might as well take Charlotte back down to NXT and let her wrestle those women.
1: Well, that if you if you give Oscar her proper due, but they've made Oscar disappear and Kyrie. Oscar and Charlotte could have
0: taken us a whole year.
1: They really could have
0: put 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 a manager with Oscar and let them take us a whole year. But I'm gonna tell you though, look at Charlotte. She's bored. She is.
1: Charlotte is doing more with her. Her soon-to-be hubby Andrade than
0: she is in the ring. She looks way happier with him than she is in anything in ring yeah. that she's done. Yeah, her social media posing is is, is getting uh, and and you know, listen, th- they've wasted this women's division, wasted it.
1: It's it's a horrible. I will say it's a horrible follow-up to his. And I never thought I, I
0: chant, it. we want Ronnie, but we want Ronnie.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. We
0: do. So. Wow what a show Rousey showed up for one year straight and gave all gave all she had for everything she did she did she did she did
1: uh all right so we're gonna we're gonna run there's still lots more to talk about but we'll make sure we hit up a lot of it on social media so make sure you're following us in those places speaking of social media
0: here's how you can reach out to us Courtney Etsy major beard on Instagram I've even started back tweeting nice. Courtney on Facebook let's chat. So, and and how they reach you on Twitter now? At C Major Beers. Sweet,
1: sweet. Of course, you can find me at Bonner5 on all aforementioned platforms. Make sure you're following us at the Faction Show. Again, you never know when a big story is gonna break. We broke a huge story over the weekend. More stories, perhaps to come. Uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Faction Show. For all sorts of news and information About the wonderful world of pro wrestling And until our next show It's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB And we are The Faction